Welcome to River Roundtable with Pastor Lou Wooten, Pastor Andrew Perkins, and special guest, retired Lieutenant Colonel Dole Pulowski, where we dive into the currents of the modern world and equip people with the truth that sets us free. So you're an expert on uh, Portland. I'm pretty close. Yeah. <laughs> oh, there you go. You rock out. <clears throat> so thank you for uh, taking your Saturday afternoon and spending it with us. Appreciate Thanks for asking thank me. It's on Facebook. Yeah. Yeah, sounds good actually on Facebook. So praise God. We just got a little chatter in the background with our. Uh, production team, making sure everything's working well. Sounds good on Facebook. So make sure if you're there that you like and share and uh, cross share onto, onto X and YouTube and all that. And from those onto other platforms, share to your Instagram, share to everywhere. And, and uh, yeah, it'll be great. I'm looking forward to today. It's good. We've had some time off. Yeah, I know. I wanted to make sure I could hear you guys. We, we have a really bad echo. It yes. doesn't transfer to online though. So it just sounds cool in our own ears. Um, <laughs> okay. You know, I do an, I do another podcast, and uh, that's the number one complaint that I get from folks is, hey, the Echo. sound is too soft. The sound is too high. The sound is echoey. The sound is, yeah. All number one. Sound issues. Sound issues, yeah. Mm-hmm. It's so, fun. Uh, we should talk about something more interesting than our sound issues. So anything interesting happened in the last six weeks? Well, I'm pretty sure we know that there has. <laughs> Everything is hopping and humming. I mean, you know, you when you have suddenly the Speaker of the House at a national level removed, then or the Majority Leader, whatever it was there, then, uh, you know, you end up with a, a quite a bit of rumble and shaking going on. That's uh, it's all part of our churn. Uh, I don't know if you've been following along, Chelly, that uh, the Speaker of the House is no longer the Speaker of the House. Yes, I don't did have see one. that. Yeah. So uh, just to me, this is just an indication of the times that we live in, not necessarily something that is, you know, so earth shattering as to be completely unexpected. We've had a bunch of firsts this year. 
we've had multiple indictments of a sitting or a, not a sitting but a former president and current uh, presidential candidate of the opposition party leading one so that's a first as well yes <laughs> we're talking hmm. national stuff here at the moment hmm. i know it's been a little wild <laughs> that's um we have some other stuff going on what else do we have going on that's happened we have some local stuff that's made national news mm -hmm. uh covered this on my show a couple of weeks ago the uh the fight that happened between well actually it was kind of a one-sided fight uh between a couple of kids in Tualatin uh Tigard school district uh, yes you've been following that yes I've been following that pretty closely um so I actually got to meet the mom of the girl in one of the videos mm. and talk to her a little bit. Um, I don't think she's gone on the record yet with anything, but she did put out a statement on Facebook that circulated on Twitter where she actually named the young person yeah. who assaulted her child. Mm -hmm. It was pretty vicious assaults. I don't know if you guys saw yeah, all the I videos. saw the video unedited. Yeah. Uh, the way the news reported it, corporate media <laughs> was, it was a fight between students. <laughs> yeah, not so really. insulting, uh, to anybody's intelligence who's seen the videos, mm -hmm. but, um, they were vicious from behind assaults, uh, by a boy dressed as a girl, uh, hanging out with girls. It was planned because there were people filming it. Oh yes. Um, other children filming it and um, they're lucky those young women didn't get hurt worse than they did. Yeah. It's, yeah. The whole, uh, the, the attack, if you have not seen it, um, this poor girl is grabbed from behind by her hair, right? by her hair, top of her backpack mm -hmm. and, and slammed to the ground backwards and then pummeled and then punched grabbed several her by times. her hair. Holding, still holding her by her hair and yeah. just punched yeah. her in the head like five or six times and mm -hmm. then spit on her Yep, and called her some names. And I'd, I've heard, but can't confirm that it was because he believed she was transphobic and racist. But of course, right. It's a good excuse. You know, it's like, oh, I believe you something. So that gives me carte blanche to uh, attack you. Oh, yes. <laughs> and um, the way the school has continued to talk about it and with the news, um, mm -hmm. not quite victim blaming, but pretty close. Oh, yeah. Very yeah. much. I've seen uh, the last couple of articles have been very generic and soft peddling the whole event. They're pretending it's like. It's just, oh, this is just a little kerfuffle. Between students. Between students. And it's kind of funny is that one of the articles I read treated it like this was a common occurrence and no big deal. Oh, yes. Yeah. Like so this happens all the time. Why are you getting upset time? about it? This actually, yeah. this student has actually attacked other girls. There's another video with two young girls. Yep. Where... 
he approaches one and just out of nowhere shoves her and she goes flying onto the gym floor. And her friend gets up in this young man's face and he beats her down. And you can hear an adult in the background saying, knock it off. Yeah. Well, they'll get fired if they interfere or or try to stop anything, right? They can't they can't touch or interfere in any way, as I understand. And and if you look at the statement, uh, the training that they've um, posted up on their uh, for their for their teachers and staff, it's very uh, defensive or protecting or covering, if you will, of the of of anyone that's of any you know um, confused gender ideology or whatever. And it's and it's very condemning of, you know, what they call cisgender or whatever. You know, it's it's just really weird to me how uh, protective it's like they're trying to. I mean, I, I understand protecting the, um, you know, uh, youth from exposure on you know national platforms of their names and stuff like that. But you can't try to hide when the reason for what's going on is is because there's a boy pretending to be a girl that's attacking other girls. That's, that's not okay. That's still a boy attacking girls. Right. No matter, no matter how, which way you slice it. And it's not trans anything to say that. Okay. This is not, this is, this was a boy dressed, um, in, in a more feminine way, mm-hmm. but mm-hmm. completely 100% male. Mm-hmm. Oh yes. Not, it, it, you know, so there's nothing, you know, <laughs> I mean, Teagard uh, School District is one of the first ones to have gender neutral bathrooms going back all the way to 2013. I saw so that. This is not a uh, trend in the school that just occurred last week. Uh, this is this is this is the culture of that school district. Yes, um, Tiger Twalton School District is known for pushing that progressive mm-hmm. agenda that the Oregon Department of Education has set forth, you know, in some of the more country or red school districts, mm-hmm. um, they do have the same edicts, but when they, when you have a conservative school board or a conservative, more conservative superintendent who is paying attention to the parents, they can do some workarounds on some of these things. But Tiger to Walton school district is all in. Yeah, so uh, they're true believers. Oh, true believers for sure. Yeah. Um, I saw an interview. I can't remember which TV station was it, but it was with their, um, a former teacher. She taught for two years there and she was the equity director. <laughs> and she dismissed this as being, oh, just a fight between kids. Fights happen all the time, but there's a real problem with racism and transphobia in those schools. Well, in that school district, there's a problem. In that, with that school district, no, there's not. Oh, I know no. there isn't. There's no way. No way, because any kid that was truly transphobic would have been hounded out of that school years For sure. ago. Yeah. For sure, but that was the person <clears throat> in charge of mm-hmm. equity. That was. That's what she was saying to the news, I think, but, yesterday or the day before. That's what she has to find for her job yeah. to continue to exist. Oh yeah. She has to continue to have a job. Well, I think she she's moved on probably to oh. a better paying job would be my guess. <laughs> she's So she's helped solve the problems there. She got replaced, I bet. 
I, it sounded like she went on to something that paid better. Well, good for her. <laughs> I can't imagine enrolling my kids in that school district. And when you look at that school and that area, mm -hmm. you would move there for the schools. Like if you wanted your children to have a nice school, a safe school, um, good teachers, that looks like a great place, but there's very few places left in this state that are safe for kids. Yeah. We have, uh, school districts here in the Marion County who the Salem same, Kaiser school district is same, same terrible. And they're not, uh, one of, want to pick on silver falls school district. Oh yeah. They have a problem too. Yeah. <laughs> they put, they put cat boxes in the schools. Oh, they did not. They did too. Oh my gosh. They have, they allow pets. They allow pets. That's true. <laughs> How can you wait? Oh, okay. Sorry, yes. <laughs> yes. So animal kin or is that, is that how you say it? Wait, they allow actual pets. Uh, or no, are we I talking they about allow you to, uh, put a tail and stick that out of your pants and walk okay. around and say you're a cat and you have to be addressed in cat language. Yeah. Is that in Silverton, Silverton, junior high, junior high. Oh my gosh. Yes. It's called the Silver Falls School District, not Silverton, but yeah, it's covers okay. Silverton, Silverton's and up pretty... into Clackamas County. It's a big area. Yeah. Hmm. Um, yeah. On I a side know. note, on a side note, they have a bond issue that they're trying to put out for uh, this election uh, for one hundred thirty-eight million dollars. They want to build a new junior high for uh, for about five hundred students, and they are planning to spend. I forget if it's 75 or $78 million on a single school. That is ridiculous. That's yes, a boondoggle. Yes. Like my, my son's high school, which holds 6,000 students when it was built in Texas cost $30 million. Uh, is this something that's just in Oregon? These kind of prices. I've heard the same thing. It was like a billion dollars to redo three high schools in Portland. This was several years ago. It just seemed outrageous. Well, we have, we have, yes, way too much uh, in property taxes in this state compared to the services that are provided. Oh, yeah. Uh, so, and that, and this, uh, that Silverton bond results in uh, $2.60 increase per thousand on your, yeah, you see your eyebrows went up there. Uh, <laughs> That's a on, huge. On, yeah, property it's tax increase. Property tax increase. It is for five hundred like, students. Yeah, there's five hundred students roughly in the middle school. Uh, Please tell the school me, district. the voters are. Oh no, it's no. being pushed. It's being pushed by professionals out of Hillsboro in California. They the school district pot brought in the professionals to put it out. They've got the full you know court press going on in the media. They're running. Um, they're running those. Uh, <clears throat> Paid articles, if you will, in uh, the local town called Our firm. Town. Okay, so it looks like it's Bob Smith from down the street with an opinion piece, and it's not. It's some guy from California gaslighting you. Okay, so is there anybody that's going to work on exposing that so oh, the yes. voters know? Uh, me, you, good. <laughs> that's one. Good. 
Uh, and there's a, there's a growing uh, coalition of uh, concerned homeowners and farmers from the Silverton area uh, who, are, who are pushing back against this. Uh, yeah. And I mean, we have that, we have that right here in Salem with the, yep. the Salem payroll tax, which we're working on getting repealed, uh, or not repealed, but not in step in state instant instantiated. I'll figure out the words here eventually because, uh, that tax, um, is just utterly ridiculous. And it was voted down by the, uh, or I should say voted in by the city council. Um, and then we gathered over 14,000 signatures when 4,000 were needed to put it on the ballot here in November. So, so the, the people didn't vote on it. The city council voted it in? Only yes. the city council voted on it. Yes. Yeah. A, a tax brought against every single person that every works single in the, person who in works the city of Salem. In Salem. Yep. You get to pay this without being asked whether or not you would like to. Yeah. So, and this includes people who come into Salem and work. So if you do something like, uh, you know, plumbing and your business is located outside of Salem, but you have a customer that's in Salem. So you go into work at that customer, you have to pay the tax for the work that you're doing that day. How are they going to even track that? And it's all on the businesses to track and manage the overhead. Okay. So, yeah. I might uh, and then you Salem. have then you have the full time workers who don't you know who don't work or don't live in Salem but work in Salem. They're all they can't vote against this. They can't say they have no say on it. So no representation, but they will be taxed, which violates the Oregon Constitution. I might add. Is anybody suing? Uh, not yet, because uh, the solution right now is to vote no on uh, on. And when it comes on the ballot, when it comes on the ballot and it will, as soon as I, um, hmm. scroll to the right thing, <laughs> remember, cause it's measure 29. Yeah. There's the, the issue is that that continues to happen is, is that just as Pastor Lou talks about, you know, you have Oregon, uh, Oregonians, regardless <coughs> of which side of the aisle they're on just blindly following an idea or something that says, oh, this uh -huh. sounds good without actually uh, checking it against the Constitution or even allowing it to come into a vote. You know, I mean, yeah. when you when you just say, oh, sure, it's great. We can allow these. I mean, they are sort of elected officials, I guess. You know, people do mount for vote for city council yes. members. But, um, you know, I, I would like to know also is, you know, how much of what they do are they allowed to actually do Taxes. I thought that actually had to come through the um, Marble Nut House for taxation to be able to come against uh, people. So that's, uh, yeah, the legislature in Salem, yes. <clears throat> and if there's something like this payroll tax, it's supposed to go to the voters. Right. By the Oregon Constitution. Yeah. Um, and only be able to affect the people that can vote for it. Mm -hmm. So only the residents of Salem would be able to be taxed because they would be the only ones to vote for it. And that's that's measure 24-491 and the Salem payroll tax. So vote no on that because that's the uh, that's the measure. And don't just vote no, actually educate people on yes. what happened with that and then also uh, educate them on who it was that brought that forward in the Salem City Council. I mean, the, 
the the reality is is when you have people that come into positions of power and then instantly begin to abuse it and abuse the people underneath of them this is this is a place where you look at history and it, and if you allow that to go on there there will become more problems it it's not going to just get better because you say no don't do that now don't do that no you need to remove them from office yes and that's why i believe on the national level why we're seeing what what's happening also you know, and, and I hope also locally, whether it's in, in Marion County where we're at or, you know, Clackamas County, Miss Chelly, where you're at, you know, that that as people recognize what's going on, that they'll say, no, this won't stand. You you did not do what we voted you to mm-hmm. do and you need to be out. So uh, on that note, if you live in Ward one or three, uh, give me a call. Uh, we're looking for candidates to replace uh, two city councilors who are up for re-election in uh, May. Yes, good. That's soon. <laughs> so it's time. I mean, that's only, what, seven months away so yep. or eight months away. So yeah. it's it's need to be preparing and, and getting your name in. And, I mean, what is the deadline for that? Do you know? Oh, it's not till March. Is that right? Yeah. Okay. To but file. still need to, uh, need to be getting prepared. And, Oregon has a very long... Uh, filing period it starts in mid-september goes to mid-march hmm. there's a lot of other states that only only like 30 days mm-hmm. i wonder why we have that like that i'm sure there's a reason yes and i'm sure it has something to do with mail-in ballots <laughs> probably <laughs> i have no idea yeah. control of what's there's going a, on there's a research project somewhere there yeah, yeah so once again, vote no on measure 24-491, the Salem payroll tax. And I'm just going to keep saying that a lot. I think it's good to repeat. Oh, Voters yeah. need that. Well, when you hear something, so I have had this discussion earlier. Uh, when you hear something, you have to hear it nine times before it sticks. And when you read something, you have to read it at least three times before it sticks. So they need to see it. Yes. They need to hear, hear it, it a lot. Yep. Yep. So, so this is, uh, you know, talking a little bit about educating people and education, mm-hmm. you know, Joel, this, um, this link that you shared about, uh, the you oh, know, going yeah. back into schools and talking about, um, ideologies and things that are being pushed on children at younger and younger ages where, you know, this, uh, this nonprofit focused on bringing queer theory and gender ideology into schools says that the most critical time to get into the classrooms are grades five to eight to catch kids when they're starting puberty and, uh, you know, blah, 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 et cetera, whatever. Right. So recognize that there is actually a, a concerted and focused attack on your children. If your kids are in a, in a public school and, and really it's, they're even coming into and trying to weasel their way into private school scoop too. I mean, you know, you look at what happened at, um, on national level at different, uh, higher sec- post-secondary education, where what started out as a Christian college mm-hmm. has been gradually um, looped, warmed into woke garbage. You know, I mean, it, <laughs> even even around here. That's a very here. nice way of saying that. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, well, it's it's yeah. it's a it's a taking the, what's truth and changing it into a lie. I mean, you you look into the Word in the Bible, and and it talks about these things. How that you know when in the last days that people will heap themselves teachers 
right? They have itching ears. They want to understand something. They're, uh, Paul said, ever learning and never coming to the knowledge of the truth, mm-hmm. right? So they're trying to bring all this stuff in, but what they're bringing is 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 uh, man's philosophy and uh, a divergence or, or a, a steering away from the, the principles of the Word of God. And, you know, you look at any any society and culture throughout history that tries to put their own ideology above what is basic. I mean, we're talking like 10 commandments basic. Yep. You end up with a uh, failure. You, you end up with revolution and a dismantling a, a society falls apart. Yeah. We've, we've talked about people making their own decisions and um, other contexts, you know, in your own personal context. Mm-hmm. But when you, when you scale that up to, to the state, the country, the world, uh, what you see is man's mortal wisdom running the show right now. Mm-hmm. And that's why we're in so much trouble. Yes. You know, it absolutely it's is simply that it's not, it's not complicated. No. And, and very much of it also goes straight down to, uh, money, the love uh-huh. of money specifically, yep. right? Because, you know, the thing is, is the Bible says the, the gold is God's and the silver is his, right? He owns the cattle on a thousand hills. He, mm-hmm. The earth is the Lord's and the fullness thereof. So when you when you look at it, uh, God actually created the earth. In Genesis, it says he placed gold into the into the under the streams and in the mountains for the, uh, his children to find and to enjoy. Right. But when you when you come to the understanding that it's the love of money and the love of riches and mm-hmm. destruction of people in the in the search for that and the pursuit of it, then you quickly see what's going on with so many of these things. People want control and they want the money. And and instead of using it for good, which is what you know allegedly is going on, all you have to do is look, just peel this layer off the surface really quick. And in, and in this case, you know, specifically with what's going on with the children, it is a massive, massive money making scheme. Yep. And and it destroys the children. They're sterilized. You know this wicked thing that they pushed through and in, into uh, you know Oregon this House last Bill time. House Bill two thousand two. Yeah, yep. it's That's gonna it's become destruction an issue. of children. It's a destruction of a birth rate. It's a destruction mm-hmm. of the country. You know, I mean, you you look at it. What's what's going to happen because of that? Yeah, Not only and, will people and, leave, there's no reproduction. Yeah, and so we've we've heard from various organizations and people about their, you know, depopulation agendas. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Okay. That has to be part of that. Oh, absolutely. Absolutely. Um, and when you look at the numbers, uh, so from 2017, there was, uh, 700,000 transgenders in, in the United States total in terms of, uh, people who had had surgeries. All right. 2022, the numbers doubled, one, uh, more than doubled to 1.6 million. Mm-hmm. Okay. Statistically, that number doesn't change and has never changed in the, in the history of it being tracked back to the 1930s. So a doubling of that population in five years means some sort of outside influence has come in to change the way that whole system works. Well, they find them. In the schools, they clearly said that they're going at age, to at age to target junior yes. high children. Mm-hmm. And I don't know if 
either of you have taken a look at some of the sex ed curriculums that are approved and pushed Mm -hmm. by the ODE, but the OWL curriculum, (coughs) Our Whole Lives, which is by the Unitarian Mm -hmm. Church, I believe, or the Church of Christ. Mm. There, it's the Church of Measure One Fourteen. Yes, yes, they have. They've created a curriculum. I happen to watch a few of their educator videos. Mm-hmm. It's videos for educators for teaching because they teach this within their church. Yep. It's actually a class for their church kids, and it's kindergarten all the way up through high school. So you can see some of their videos online, and it's they plainly say what they want to do and teach kids. And this is a curriculum that the Oregon Department of Education is very enthusiastic about and wants to see in schools. That's um, part of what we saw in the Eugene school where they had the football coach that had was talking about sexual fantasies and wanting high Mm -hmm. schoolers to talk about their sexual fantasies. That's part of that owl curriculum. Mm. We really need to understand. um, It's also something that I believe is required now by law Um, different things uh, that I think are wholly inappropriate for children to be taught. And that's kindergarten all the way up through high school. So if your kids are in public schools and you need to be aware of this, uh, I say get your kids out of public schools as quick as possible. We agree. Uh, So we're all in complete alignment on uh, get your kids out of schools. My kids were uh, either in charter schools, homeschooled, um, and they went to school Basically, in the 90s, my son, my youngest son graduated more than a decade ago. Um, and public schools, with a couple of very rare exceptions, were uh, wholly inadequate just to educating my kids. Right. Let alone indoctrinating them as they are right now. Yes. Okay. And that was, that, you know, in the mid 90s, my uh, uh, younger daughter graduated from high school at the age of 14. Oh. Wow. That's a smart kid. And the reason why she did that was because she wanted to learn at a pace that she wanted to learn at. And public school would not let her learn at her own pace. No. Right. She was told, nope, you will wait for the slowest child in the class before you advance. Okay. And she wasn't the only one. I mean, by the time the slowest child in the class advanced, everyone else was bored. Right. Okay. Was that in Oregon? No, that was in California. Another wonderful state. Yes. (laughs) Um, And so right after she graduated uh, in in California, we moved to Washington. But the the entire charter school system was attacked by the attorney general in California. Mm -hmm. And they accused uh, all these charter schools of fraud. And uh, and pulled their licenses and basically shut the entire program down and forced everybody back into public schools. And the reason for that was they had just crossed the threshold of 30 percent of of uh, California kids being in not public school, something other than public school. And they were losing so much money. Mm-hmm. OK, especially federal dollars, because that's, you know, the federal equal, follows the child. To, uh, yeah. Butts in seats. Um, that the school systems were collapsing. Okay. So they had to shut down the alternative schools. All right. And as a result, you know, we're getting what we're getting. So those of you that think 
oh, I'm just going to, you know, move my kids to a charter school and everything's going to be fine. When enough kids move to a charter school, the state will come after the charter school. It's inevitable. I've already seen it happen in California. It's been attempted in other states. And so uh, you have to pull your kids out of the school and you have to keep them out. Even when they say there's no other schools, you have to find some other way to educate your kids. Correct. For sure. Um, Oregon Department of Education. and Shouldn't the exist. The te- I agree. <laughs> and the teachers union here. Oregon Teachers Union is <clears throat> one of the most powerful unions in the country. They have mandatory dues, $7 a month. Except for, I heard that you can get out of you that. You can. You can. So. If you if you do the right paperwork and do the right work, you can get out of it. You know somebody who does that. Yes, I do. And uh, that's I'm going to start uh, promoting Foundation. him they, because you, know, you should do that. Dimitri. What what's it called? Uh, Freedom. Freedom Foundation. Yes. And yeah, they've had a large drop in um, teachers leaving the union, which mm-hmm. I think is really good. But the union and the ODE really do work hand in hand. And they're oh, both yes. extremely progressive organizations. They also attack charter schools here. Mm-hmm. When my boys were in fourth and fifth grade. I can't even tell you it was in the 2000s somewhere <laughs> teens maybe. Yeah. And, um, they, um, the charter school that my boys were in, uh, suddenly lost, uh, at least a couple hundred thousand dollars in funding and they had to scramble to find more. And I was actually talking with Hillsdale, um, to start a classical education charter in the Willamette Valley at that mm-hmm. point. And, um, I was talking to the woman who was running this charter school and she said, don't do it in Oregon because they're doing everything they can to take down charter schools and they're taking as much money. They're taking money as fast as we can get it. So, you know, you know that they desperately, they want the money and they want to indoctrinate your child. Both, both are terrible things. Yeah. It, the, the thing that's horrible is, is that, that a lot of this stuff is not, um, it's not just people deciding or, 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 you know, on their own making the decision that this is what I'm going to do. It's influence actually from, uh, from outside sources, from media and, and from people with money that can push it. When we were in South Africa in 2018 and 2019, uh, they, there was a, a man that was a pastor there that was involved in the education system. And this was in Cape Town, which is, you know, the, the, um, one of the, more developed areas of that country, they were experiencing already this type of stuff um, as a test and as, uh, you know, bringing in um, from the Soros-backed and the WEF-backed sources, they were bringing this stuff in to try to push people. And there, there is, it's, it goes beyond just what is pushed on the surface. And this is what a lot of people don't understand. It's not just about having let, allowing you to do what you want because that's what they try to push it as. You you do what you want. You can say what you want to say. You can be who you want to be because it you know this is this is how nature is. Um, it's it's absolute. Um, it's a denial of God. They they subvert and come into the church to try to make the churches, which they're doing a good job at, at that too. You know, shame on the churches for not standing up um, for what the word says. But um, it's absolutely it's absolutely an attack and it's and it's a brainwashing of people to come under and and be in alignment with this globalist agenda. You know, it's it's so funny to me how people always say, 
oh, it, you're you're talking conspiracy theory. You're talking about stuff that you know this. You're just you wearing your tinfoil hat again. You know, blah blah blah. No, there. The thing is, is they they actually are very vocal and they write this stuff down and they tell you what they're doing. And, oh, yeah. and and yet so many people still will stick their head in the sand and, and say, no, that can't be right. I just let me do. Don't hate me. Let me do what I want to do. And yet they they have been brainwashed. They have been controlled by this narrative and, and by money and by people who have no love for them at all. It, it's 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 you know, the, you, you use the term useful idiots, you know, from uh, Marxism. But it's not even that they consider them idiots. To them, they're chattel. They're, it's it's just something that there's. They've got somebody that they can use. You when you have more people that you can control, then you have more power. And it and it has nothing at all to do with any care of humanity at all. It's actually a destruction and a removal of humanity. And 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 this is where the church needs to wake up. You know, I, I don't care if, you know, if you call yourself a conservative Christian or what, you, you need to understand how important this is. You're talking about a destruction of family. You're talking about a destruction of your children, your neighbor's children, your brother's children, your mother, everyone, you know, that, that thinks that this is just, well, this is how I want to be and this is what I should do. No, it's not good news. It's actually destruction. It's division. It's destroying people. Jesus said the devil comes to kill, steal, and destroy. But I have come that they might have life and have it more abundantly. And see, this is not abundant life. In the end, what happens at the end of this road is destruction. And, And it's not just because of denying God. It's because at the end of this road, there's no reproduction. At the end of this road, it's you're talking about a sterile society. What happens when you sterilize uh, critters? There's no generations to follow. There's nothing to follow. Yes. No. The uh, in, in case you think this is you know purely a uh, religious thing, um, Elon Musk said the number one threat to humanity is not AI; it's uh, demographic collapse. Wow. And what that means is not having children. Mm-hmm. Okay. Absolutely. Our economy, much of the economic problems that we're going to have in the next decade are all going to be based around the fact that we don't, we didn't have enough children 20 years ago. Mm-hmm. I can't figure out, um, and I'm assuming this is related to it, but there seems to be, there is a labor shortage. Yes. And I, I'm like, are these people on unemployment still? You know, from like COVID times, because it hit about the same time. Most of that is gone, but we have we have yeah the homeless uh, and fentanyl problem. Okay, and once again, fentanyl is a is a chemical weapon aimed at the United States by the Communist Party of China. Hundred percent, one hundred and ten percent true. Yes. All right. Um, and if you don't believe that, go look for the fentanyl problem in Europe. Mm-hmm. It doesn't exist. Yeah. Go look for the fentanyl problem in Mexico. Doesn't exist. Comes through Mexico. Oh, yeah. But doesn't exist in Mexico. Look for the fentanyl problem in Canada. Doesn't exist. Look for the fentanyl problem in Australia. Doesn't exist. Don't hear about it. The only other drug I hear about like that and that I knew was a a huge problem was crocodile, which was 
in Soviet Union, the former Soviet republics. Right. Yeah. Which is. That was a homegrown issue. Though. Yes. Mm-hmm. Yes. You know, they those have guys, something. Those guys drank antifreeze. Right. <laughs> those guys okay. are. And, <laughs> hydro- and, and alcohol-based hydraulic oil. Oh. <laughs> so. But that's. Yeah. That's it. And I've seen the ravages of the fentanyl uh, usage in downtown Portland. Um, we don't. You can go walk out the front door and see it. Oh, yeah, it's really here. sad. It's yeah. rough. Um, it's very rough. Tara and I, uh, Cocaine Michelle, mm-hmm. that's, yes. it's a joke name on Twitter. Yes. <laughs> um, we've documented a lot of that. Yep. Um, and it's, I can't even imagine living in Portland and dealing with that. Yeah. Yeah. It's, it really is heartbreaking. I, I you know, I, I delivered um, a, a trailer down uh, downtown at the Dairy Gold plant right off of MLK, just south of the downtown in the, in the portion there between Milwaukee mm-hmm. and, and downtown, there's a big facility down there. Yep. All the businesses that are still operating there, eight foot fences, razor wire on the top. And it, it looks like a post apocalyptic war zone. Mm-hmm. People shuffling around, they they hurry through if they're not living there or whatever, and and it's just completely covered in graffiti. You, you know, the city tries to come through and keep up on the trash and everything that's down there. It, this is this is what happens again. It, you don't you don't have to complain. It, it speaks for itself. What's going yeah. on with the policies of what they're doing? Of you know this. Um, great idea of decriminalizing you know i i love how um people that are for it they're you're like well you you know people that don't understand the verbiage you know of well you made it so it's uh, you legalized no it's not legalized it's decriminalized okay you're dumb all it's the same thing what you've done is yeah and and they're not enforcing it or very little you know there's studies reports that are on how many of the people that have actually taken advantage of the finances that are there and went into treatment. How many of the people that were actually fined the $100, you know, for, for using, um, in the street or more than, uh, having a more than a personal use amount there, there's no, no push on it. I can't even imagine they would have enough police to they don't crack down on that mm-hmm. because they don't even have enough nope. police to, they, they weren't doing traffic enforcement mm-hmm. in Portland for uh, quite a while. Mm-hmm. So, which I also think that's another reason why they're putting up a bunch of those cameras because they just don't have enough people yes. to do that. Sure. But you can look at Portland and their essentially cultural Marxism and you can see what the leftist extremists are wanting to implement in the United States. Portland is their testing ground. Yeah. They'll yep. figure out what works and what doesn't and export it. And and so far it's working. It is it's working. The way it was designed to work. Destruction. Yep. Yeah. So the cool thing is is that for people that actually are um, pursuing God and being blessed even in the middle of the hard time, this is a great opportunity. Yep. You know, to to um, take you know what the enemy is meant for evil and turn it for good. You know, if 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 you're um, uh, a child of God in this time, it's actually a great a great time to move forward. You know, the property is super cheap because of everybody leaving town. You know, there's there's great opportunities. It's going to take some work. Commercial real estate is uh, isn't 
massive trouble. Yes, it's in very big trouble, especially mm-hmm. in downtown Portland. Mm-hmm. Uh, when you talk about that and the opportunities there are for churches, um, I am I go to church. I am mm-hmm. a Christian, um, but I've never been in church leadership. So when I say this, I'm trying to say this and not um, trying to be overly critical yes. of the church. I get it. But what I have noticed of churches in the Portland and surrounding area is they're often caved to oh, yeah. um, the dogma and the principles oh, of yeah. the people surrounding them. And I would like to, and I, having gone to a church in Portland for a decade or more, um, really feel strongly that somebody needs to be talking to the leadership yep. there and encouraging them you're going to be targeted no matter how quiet you are. Yeah. yeah you're, you're, and you're not going to reach people and you're not going to provide hope yeah. and you're going to be part of the chaos and death. If you don't decide to start speaking up mm-hmm. about what's wrong and what's yeah. going on. Yeah. You, you cannot it, hide from the cultural revolution because the cultural revolution is interested in you and yes. will come find you. Yes. There is a church I will not name them. I actually attended a few times just before I left Portland Mm -hmm. and I didn't go back because I felt like their theology had been corrupted by the world around them. Mm -hmm. Um, and I have a friend who's attended there and they are very, let's, let's just say they should be an evangelical church. It's non-denominational, but they're very much of Portland Mm -hmm. at this point. And it's a very sad Thing to see. Yeah. And I see that creeping in even in churches in the suburbs. Oh yeah. I think they think if, if we conform, we won't be targeted, but they will be. And they're well, not offering hope to the people that go there. No, no. The, the, or truth. The two things that are needed right now the most uh, are hope and protection. Okay. And you cannot put those two things uh, on the back burner, uh, and you can't do one without the other. Mm-hmm. All right. We have, we have, we have all kinds of studies. There's, uh, our Congresswoman, uh, Chavez Dreamer did a poll. 88% of people want a complete repeal of measure 110. Great. Um, but we know that. So w- the what? way forward Okay, you have to give people a way forward and you have to give them hope when you give them a way forward. You can't just give them angry railing against the system. Mm-hmm. Okay. Uh, and you have to stand up for folks and you got to get in the way of the, these, these people who are pushing these agendas. All right. And the way you do that first is you speak. Okay. Even when it's uncomfortable and especially when it's uncomfortable. I can't think of a time yeah. that, and please tell me if there is something, cause I'd like some hope yeah. uh, of a church in Portland standing up against the trans agenda or stand, stand- by. Uh, oh, that would be great. <laughs> or, um, I talk, I hear them talking about helping people that are homeless or dealing with drug abuse, mm-hmm. but uh, talking openly about, um, the abolishment of measure 114, uh, yes. any of these cultural issues. I, I haven't heard much. Uh, that's about to change. And it's not, 
I don't want to step on right, anybody else's right, right. toes. Well, I, I hope that's true. <laughs> but uh, uh, it is. We we've been we've been preaching it from the pulpit. Our our plan is is to plant a church in Portland next year. Yeah, we're gonna take it. We're gonna take our DNA and and um, who we are and what we do and what we've been doing here and and go there. Uh, yeah. Listen, when 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 it's very darkest, it only takes a little bit of light to shine greatly. And so you know, uh, Jesus said, "You'll know the truth, and the truth will set you free." What you see going on with so much in in all of these this hard stuff and the bad stuff is that people actually are desiring somebody to stand up and speak something that is um, good and not good after the manner of flesh, but good after the manner of God, where that where that people will see and recognize that it's it's not that we hate these people. We love them so much that we want to help them get out of the bondage because the reality is this this all of the garbage of this agenda is bondage it, mm -hmm. it ties you into this uh mindset and and this um it's really not a, a path of love as they try to say but it's actually even it it's even more hateful than what they would claim any of uh any Christian, homophobe, transphobe, blah, 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 go down the robe of all the, as soon as they say, start saying those things, it reveals the hatred that's actually within them. And that's, that's not what we're saying. We're not saying we hate you. We're not saying we don't love you. We're actually saying, hey, listen, we love you. And, and what you're doing is actually going to destroy you. We want what's best for you. Yes. And the thing is, though, is you can't make somebody do that. It has to be their choice. And this is the difference also that's revealed. The Christian view and, and mindset, when it's true Christianity, when you're talking about the heart of Christ and the mind of God, it's not going to force anybody to do anything. You can't legislate this on people. And that's what's being done against Christianity. Mm -hmm. It's being forced and hammered. And so the hand of the enemy is being exposed more and more and more in oppression and yet, meanwhile, underneath of it, true Christianity is actually thriving more and more. People are recognizing, man, I, I need to actually reach out to my friend that's struggling with this. And they're on the fence and they don't understand. People are willing to, to stand up and speak the truth in love. It's because when, when pressure comes, the anointing actually comes stronger. When darkness tries to press down, the light actually shines brighter. Just one person standing. I mean, this is this is the truth of the word of God and of the goodness of the gospel. One little Holy Ghost filled granny. If the Antichrist were to rise up in front of her and say, I'm going to take over the world. She could look at him in the eye and say, you foul devil, shut up in the name of Jesus. Come out and cast the demon out. That's what Jesus said. Same work that I've done. You'll do greater. The same power that raised me from the dead lives inside of you. That's the hope and the good news of the gospel. Amen. It's, it's not in religion and it's not in following a set of laws. It's in following a savior. It's in, it's in following, you know, this, this one who loved us and gave himself for, for us. And so the, the gospel is always going to be the answer. It's the good news that Jesus Christ came into the world to die on the cross. He showed us how to live. He showed us how to love. He showed us how to give. 
and he showed us how to be a community, you know, to, to have compassion on people that are sick and that are dying and to actually love them and to reveal to them truth. Amen. It's, it's never going to be always only with condemnation, but it's always going to be with the, the real truth and, and real love, which is, I, I won't let you destroy yourself. I'm going to always reveal to you the love of God. I saw a baptism on TikTok. Or was, I don't think it was on TikTok. It was on Twitter, but I think it came from TikTok. And mm-hmm. I don't know how culture, pop culture you guys are. I would assume not as much as maybe myself, but Kat uh, Von D. Way too much for me, yeah. Um, <laughs> who is known for dabbling. And she's a, I don't know if she's a tattoo artist, but she's very tattooed. Um, I, I'm sure she's been on some sh- reality shows yep. and, um, We're almost there. Oh, okay. Almost there. <laughs> sorry. Oh, sorry. That's all right. Anyway, she got baptized, she gave up all her witchcraft and her tarot and praise God. I mean, that Amen. was wonderful. Yeah. yeah. Wonderful. No, the power it. of God is it, it, again, like I said, it's revealed even greater in times of darkness. So there's hope. Absolutely. Amen. We're, we're so blessed that you've joined us in Washington, watching today. And praise God, be willing to wherever you are. Kelly, thank you for being here. Thanks, Kelly. That does it for this episode. And if you're interested in connecting with a community of like-minded people, please go to our website at www.therivernorthwest.com. Facebook, or download our TRC smartphone app from the Apple app or Google Play stores. If you like what you've been hearing today, I encourage you to go to wherever you're listening to this and leave us a review so we can make the show even better for you. Thank you for listening. And as always, speak the truth in love.